When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the How To Money podcast, a financial education podcast for young Australians aimed at opening up the conversation around money. I'm your host, Kate, and today I'm joined by special guest, Bessie, from one of Australia's largest comparison sites, finder.com.au. We chat about a range of topics in terms of comparing financial products and what young people should be looking for in finding the best product that suits their needs. Now, just a reminder that everything we cover in our podcast is financial education only. We're not giving you any advice. If you do want advice, please make your own inquiries and just do some research. It's all on the web. Remember, it's your money. Take control. Hi, Bessie. Thanks so much for coming onto the podcast today. Hi, Kate. Thanks so much for having me. (laughs) No worries. I'm so glad you could join us. Uh, Before we get started, could you just let us listeners know a little bit about you and the company you work for, finder.com.au? Sure. Well, I'm Bessie Hassan. I'm their head of PR and their money expert at finder.com.au, which is Australia's biggest comparison website. So we compare over 50 products, everything from financial products, including credit cards and home loans, to uh, different insurances, pet insurance, home and contents insurance, health and life insurance as well, and uh, technology and shopping. So things like mobile phone plans, as well as uh, online shopping deals as well. Certainly a lot of things on there. Mm, It really is your one-stop shop for comparison. So if you're ever weighing up a big decision and want to get some more info or do some more research, Finder is your go-to. We're likely to have covered it on the site and there's plenty of free information at your fingertips. Awesome. And just, uh, you've probably heard this question a lot before, but because disclosure is really important and I think now more than ever, yeah. as, as a free comparison site for consumers, how does finder.com.au make money? Yeah, that's a really good question and we're very upfront about this on the website. So we it is a free service for all Australians to use and how we work or how we make money is that uh, providers pay us a small fee, a commission, when someone clicks through to purchase a product. So if you click through to order a a credit card by a finder, that bank provider will then pay finder a small fee and that enables us to keep it a free service for all Australians to use. Okay, yeah. So So you include pretty much everything on there? 
yeah. through or do you leave some some products out? Oh, okay. Well, it really does depend on the vertical. So, uh, so for health insurance, for example, we do have uh, the majority of the, the policies or, or the providers on site, as is the case in mobile phones. With uh, the financial products, we tend to um, have as much as we can on there. Um, but uh, we are thinking and looking to, to go to full market uh, in the near future as well, just to give people even more choice. Okay, yeah, that's really good to hear. So nowadays there's so much choice out there for young people when it comes to financial products and the amount of choice can be really overwhelming. Mm. What are your thoughts on comparing financial products and do you think it's important? Oh, I absolutely do think it is important because the short answer to, to that is it allows you to get the best deal possible. So it allows you to access savings that typically come with shopping around. You should never accept the first deal or the first rate that you set your eyes on. Uh, you, you need to do your own research search and, um, and and look at how, how this fits in the market. And also, I always tell people to ask the question, just to simply ask, are you sure that's the best you could you can do for me? Because asking that can um, often lead to a discount. We've done many uh, surveys on this, lots of research, and we have found that the majority of people who simply ask for a discount succeed. And when you're talking about a, a huge financial product, such as a home loan, getting a, a very modest discount of 10 basis points could be valued at over $8,000 over the life of your loan. And wow. yeah, and in today's competitive market, you're likely to get an even bigger discount. So if you don't ask, you don't get. I, I like to empower consumers and, and tell them to take matters into their own hands. Simply ask the question. Yeah, I think I've I've even asked before and gotten discounts and a lot of I think even big financial institutions have a lot of leeway on how much how much discount they can give and a lot of people don't ask for it so they don't get exactly. it. Exactly, and often when you see rates in the newspaper and whatnot, um they're the advertised rates with a big um product like a, a home loan, you are likely to, to get a, a rate that's different to that. So don't feel that you have to settle for, for what you've seen on the website or what you've seen in the paper. Simply ask the question. And even if they, they can't come to the party with a, a discount as such, often um, that they might be able to reward you in, in other ways. And that might be by waiving a fee or um, waiving you know, a waiting period or something like that. Mm. They've often got a lot up their sleeve. Exactly. To sort of, if you don't ask for it, they they won't give it to you. Absolutely, mm. and it is um, um, valuable to them. A lot, incredibly valuable. I can't um, emphasize that enough for them. Banks to keep you as a customer, it costs them a lot more to have to go out and market to new ones. So the chances yeah. are they are going to want to keep you happy and if you you've been a loyal customer and have made all your repayments on time use all of this as leverage in your conversations with them that's really good to sort of keep in mind yeah. um one thing i'd sort of really lo- like to focus on this episode since we've got you here is comparing uh, a range of financial products that are really relevant to young people namely transaction accounts savings accounts credit cards and superannuation yeah sounds good so hopefully this will help our listeners in narrowing down the numerous options out there um, and finding the most useful selections for them. So why don't we get started with transaction accounts? Sure. What features should should we be looking at when comparing these? Yeah. Okay. Well, there are several that you should 
consider. And in this day and age, it's incredibly important that you do weigh up your options, uh, especially with transaction accounts, because this is where you manage your everyday finances. And it's often the account that's used for your daily purchases and paying bills. Um, it's also probably the account that you use the most. So it's important to know what features to look for when comparing accounts. I always um, say that access options are incredibly important. So whether or not you can access your, your account via an online banking platform, this uh, can allow you to view and control your account from your mobile on the go. And that's incredibly useful um, in, in this day and age. So access options is really uh, one important mm. feature there. Another one, monthly fees and charges. So some providers do charge account and withdrawal fees. This should be a, a no-no. In 2018, you shouldn't be paying fees. For instance, um, some transaction accounts come with a $10 monthly account keeping fee. That's incredibly oh. high when you about it. Uh, yeah, you're unlikely to switch transaction accounts too often. So um, over the course of a year, yeah, you could be wasting, um, uh, you know, over $100 just on uh, for simply having an account with that bank. That's mental. I didn't, I didn't realise accounts are still charging sort of tra- monthly fees. Yeah, there that's, are some that do. Um, and it, others might even charge you if you engage a teller's assistance. So, um you need to select an account with the least amount of fees possible. Um, This is what's going to save you money. And that's actually across the board. Don't be looking at rates alone. So uh, for other financial products, most people are drawn straight to the purchase rate or straight to the interest rate. Um, Mm. Fees uh, should be right up there as well. Another really important one for transaction accounts is ATM networks. And this has been in the news a lot over the last uh, six to 12 months. We saw um, ING, who's always uh, led the way, I guess, with having um, no ATM fees. We saw the the big four come to the party as well and then waive uh, ATM withdrawal fees, which was a big win for consumers. Um, mm, bit of peer pressure there with the banks. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Uh, once you see one uh, throw their support behind something big like that, the others usually do follow. But the, the important thing there is that it was really good news for consumers. There are still some who do uh, charge you for using an ATM. So uh, keep an eye on that, particularly the ones at, you know, service stations and things like that. Um, they, they can be incredibly high. You can be paying $2.50 for the pleasure of accessing your own money. So, yeah. so um, yeah, be, be mindful of that, especially when you are travelling overseas. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I think overseas sometimes a bit different, I guess, with the ATM fees. I'm not sure all the banks offer free withdrawals overseas. Exactly. But. exactly. And that actually brings me to the next point, international transactions. So if you do travel or you, you're going on a holiday, lucky you, but do check uh, <laughs> the fees for international money transfers and overseas purchases and also currency conversion. So 
Yeah, even sometimes when you make purchases in Australia, if you're buying from a US shop, you get charged an extra fee that comes through afterwards in your Exactly, and that's not something you might uh, consider at the point of purchase. But if you are doing this, even on a one-off basis, you you really shouldn't ha- be having to, to pay for it. So check whether or not your card or your account um, waives international transaction fees. I guess that moves on to savings accounts, which sometimes go hand in hand with transaction accounts and sometimes people keep them completely separate, separate institutions altogether. What should we look at for savings accounts? Savings accounts are a really interesting one, but particularly in this low rate environment. So um, anecdotally, I guess uh, those with a mortgage have been the the big winners um, with with mortgage rates at an all-time low. However, for anyone who relies on their savings as a form of income, so anyone who who might have a a large-term deposit or um, have lots of money in savings or even retirees, it's never been more important to weigh up your options to ensure that you are getting the most uh, competitive deal out there um, and, and helping it to grow via the interest you're earning as well. So these accounts, savings accounts, they pay interest on your balance to allow you to profit from your savings amount. Other accounts uh, do tend to take away these benefits if you make withdrawals from your fund. So that's used as motivation to, uh, to get you to save. Um, mm-hmm. When comparing a savings account, consider the interest rate. So as I said, low rate uh, market at the moment, an interest rate with a three in front of it is considered competitive. Many are in the twos. Um, try, try to find one that's, uh, that pushes you over into that next bracket, 3% or above, and this will maximize the speed at which your savings uh, grows. Don't be lured by bonus rates that are only offered for a limited period of time, okay. such as three or four months. Try to compare the standard interest rate between accounts when making your decision. Mm, they hook you and then suddenly they drop down to 1% and you've exactly. made all the effort to switch and you, you kind of had enough of switching for the year. Exactly. So they, they catch and you. And we're incredibly time poor. And, you know, before we know it, the three or four months has, has arrived and we we forget, we forget to get back on top of it and, and keep hopping around. Although that, that probably is a, a good move. We've done research here at Finder that has shown that if you are committed to hopping between accounts, that can be a, a really great way to see your savings grow. But, but mm. another thing that be considering is your balance requirement. You might be required to maintain a certain minimum balance in your account in order to receive its full benefits. So uh, just to make sure, yeah, that, that you are getting everything out of it and that you are always um, above that minimum. Again, fees and penalties are incredibly uh, important as a consideration. Some accounts lock in your money for a, a period of time to encourage you to save. So check to see what fees might be charged on your account if you need to make an early withdrawal. Mm. Um, bonuses. Some accounts uh, will give you bonuses such as a higher interest rate or reduced fees uh, as a a reward for meeting their terms. Uh, For example, you might be eligible for bonus interest when you deposit, you know, um, $500 or $1,000 a month or make no withdrawals for that calendar month. So do ask the question and find out whether there's anything that you can be doing to access those bonuses. 
It's important to select an account that suits how often you plan to access the account. So some provide you with limited access and might impose penalties if you withdraw money. Another thing to mention, I guess, for savings um, accounts, if you are committed to saving, you can be chatting to your payroll team at work and be asking them to automatically be putting a portion of your pay into a savings account every payday. So, yeah, yeah, whether it's an amount that you have in mind, like $200 or whether it's a percentage of your pay, it's a great way to build up savings without really missing it either because it's money that yeah, because you, you never yeah. save the money. It goes straight. Exactly. So that's um, that's a, a common option uh, here at Binder, a good tip. So, um, yeah, it's all about – it's not about how much you're saving but rather getting into that habit of doing so regularly. Mm, and a lot of the financial institutions are starting to bring in programs to help you save or uh, round up your spare change. I think I've seen that in one of the banks recently yeah. and they're really trying to – have realised they've actually got to start helping their Absolutely. clients and, <laughs> as well. And we need to be working smarter as well in this low-rate environment. It's not that we're not seeing the rates that we saw a few years ago, so that's why it's even more important to, to try these new initiatives and um, see if you can boost your own savings. Yeah, and I think getting some bonus interest really can help your savings goals, Absolutely. especially once you start having a higher amount in your savings account, depending on what your Absolutely. goals are. Absolutely. And yeah, having financial goals to motivate you to save, whether it's a holiday or a car or moving out of home or whatever it might be, just having that goal and um, as a long-term thing and then shorter-term goals to help you get there. Mm, and you can even name your bank savings accounts now yeah, with your goals. Exactly. <laughs> European holiday 2020. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Um, I think uh, now we'll just have a look at credit cards and that's like credit cards can go on forever. I think there's so many more comparison methods with credit cards with points and things. But I guess what what are some of the basic things we should be looking for? Yeah, well, there are a variety of credit cards on the market with different features to cater to to different individuals and their spending habits and budgets and and – they really can be a, a great financial tool if they are used responsibly. As you said, some cards offer uh, rewards, low interest. There are some catered at students, business, and there are different travel credit cards as well. But regardless of the type of card you're looking for, do consider these factors, interest rates, So uh, this is the fee that's charged when you borrow the money and it's calculated as a percentage of your balance and shown as an annual figure. So um, it's important to remember, though, that there are different types of interest rates that you can be charged for. The popular one is the purchase rate. So that's the, the interest that you're charged each time you use your credit card to make a purchase. And if you repay your credit card balance in full each month, then this interest rate is less of a concern for you. The other ones to consider are the cash advance interest rate. So this one is charged when you use your credit card to withdraw cash from an ATM. And this is among the the highest uh, credit card fees that that you would see. They, They can be as high as about 20 nine percent and that's for yeah accessing uh, using your card to withdraw cash so typically that is a no-no um balance transfer interest rates 
that's the interest you charge when you're transferring an existing credit card debt to a new card around Christmas time and um, in January, just post that Christmas spending period, we see lots of balance transfer offers come to the table and banks are um, trying to lure new customers or existing to, um, to take out a new balance transfer offer. Um, do check whether it's a 0% balance transfer offer um, because this will mean you won't be charged for transferring uh, a credit card debt onto a new card. Uh, there are lots of introductory offers as well. So credit cards often come with promotional features to entice new customers and to, I guess, increase their overall appeal or value of the card. So this can include things like uh, bonus points, a 0% purchase interest rate, 0% balance transfer rates, um, reduced fees or zero annual fees in the first year. Sometimes there's even cashback gift cards or flight vouchers or points. So these do sound really enticing at first um, and they might be, but you should never be making a decision based on something like this alone. Um, as with all financial products, you need to really weigh up uh, yeah, the features, the flexibility and how much of a need it is to you and your personal situation. And also to check in terms and conditions to see um, if the value you achieve will be ongoing. So low interest rates might only be offered for the first 12 months and then they might rise to a standard rate or even sometimes revert to a, a higher than average rate. So you need to check that the revert rate is competitive before you sign up to a credit card. Uh, I, I just with credit cards, I think I think we have to be so careful because there's so many compared to sort of savings and transaction accounts, debit cards. Credit cards have so many sort of fine print terms and conditions, penalties, fees that yeah, it's, if you're not careful, you can really absolutely. Get stung. And even these offers that we're chatting about, cashback and rewards, they might only be offered if you spend a certain amount of money in the first few months of having your card. So do mm. question, um, I guess these offers before you're enticed to sign up for a new card, they might well be legitimate and a great offer for you, but don't, um, don't go into it without having read the fine print. Yeah. And it might make you spend a lot more than you usually do just to get exactly. the offer. And, so and that's the last doesn't... thing that you want. You don't want it to be affecting your spending habits in a negative way. No, mm. the ideal scenario is to be spending as per usual and then um, being rewarded for it. So try to think of it in that yeah. way. I guess um, fees, again, are another huge one to consider with uh, credit cards. The annual credit card fee range is huge. So there are some... Mm. I've seen some that are $500 plus. Yeah, there's a $600 one out there at the moment. Yeah, oh so they, they are a really broad range. There are some that waive fees or some that have no fee. And um, these are typically charged when you first open your account and then every year on the anniversary of your account activation. So $600 per year just for having a, a credit card. Um, do, do do your homework there and see if you can get a similar card with, with a lower fee. Definitely. Yeah, I think a lot of them are, say, free for the first year and then you forget about 
that you actually have to pay it in a year's time and you forget to cancel exactly. and you get stung with a Absolutely. big fee. Absolutely. You're right. Some do have no fee for the first year or a low introductory annual fee and then they increase it after that period. So um, ask and be sure to check how much it will increase too. International yeah, transaction definitely. fees, if you plan to use your credit card overseas, as we mentioned, or even if you want to shop online with an overseas retailer, check the fee for transactions made in foreign currencies or with an overseas merchant. Um, sometimes that might affect, I guess, the, the overall value of that, uh, you know, cheap dress that you thought you were buying from the US once you factor in the fees. So do do consider that. Late payment fees are another Mm. one and these can range from $5 to $30 if you don't meet the due date for your credit card payment. So the best way to avoid that, of course, is by paying on time. Um, If you can (laughs) see, uh, if you've had something come up and you know you're not going to be able to make the payment, check how banks treat late, late payments it might be worth yeah, calling them and letting them know your circumstances. For example, if you've, um, you've lost your job, been made redundant or there's been illness or a death in the family, sometimes banks might be willing to uh, come to an agreement with you. They're not legally uh, obliged to here. It's more a goodwill gesture. But if you're typically making your payments on time and then this is genuinely seen as a once-off, it might be worth asking the question. An over-limit fee. So if you exceed the maximum um, spending amount on your credit card, you can be charged between $10 and $30. Some providers Mm. allow you to make purchases above the amount, but, yeah, charge you fees for this. So try not to go over the spending amount of your credit card. So much to think about there, I think, with credit cards. Yeah, and we did touch on rewards programs too. So these cards are beneficial if, uh, for example, you're a frequent traveller or or a regular spender at a particular supermarket and you want to earn points for your purchases, for example, one point per one dollar spent on your card. And there are plenty of rewards cards linked to programs such as Qantas Frequent Flyers, Coles Flybys programs, et cetera, which allow you to redeem flights, hotels, shopping vouchers, and cashback. So these mm. do sound enticing, but they typically attract a higher annual fee. I've, th- I've seen some of the, the Qantas reward fees yeah. quite high. And in recent years, um, many mm. rewards programs um, have been devalued as well. So you need to be spending more to be seeing more value. So make sure it's not affecting your spending habits adversely. Worst thing could be is you start spending more money yeah. to get the points. <laughs> yeah. I think just one last question. I, I really, I think super is a whole sort of product on its own and don't really want to open the can of worms, but how can young people use finder.com.au to compare sort of the fees and returns of their super account that they currently okay, well, have? The main things to consider here are investment performance. So try to pick a super fund that's performed well over the past five years. And the important thing here is don't just chase last year's best performer. You need to be viewing your super as a long-term investment, so you need to be choosing fund that consistently performs well. Fees, again, are really important. Some uh, super funds, most 
do charge an annual fee and that's determined by how much your super balance is. So try to select a fund that offers a uh, competitive annual fee to increase the amount of money that you'll have access to upon retirement. So higher fees can mean more services and features available to you. So um, consider the benefits from the fees to determine whether or not it's necessary or whether you can forgo it. Investment Mm. options, ask or check whether your super fund has a diversified portfolio and investment options that align with your, your own personal values. And insurance is another important one, comparing life insurance and income protection policies that are offered with your super fund. And they, these mm. can, of course, provide compensation to you if you become too ill or or injured or need temporary um, income. Mm. Another one, I guess, um, for these is to check whether uh, your financial products have apps that you, so you can keep across your fund easily on the go. Yeah, I think definitely uh, even having apps or some an easy way to access your super account nowadays is really important so you can check that employers paying your super you can check all your balance you can check the uh, if you have insurance or not I think those things are really important absolutely it's so easy most um, banks do have uh, have apps and they're really user friendly and you can access it wherever you want whenever you want and that's the beauty of uh, yeah the digital world that we're living in hmm. Yeah. And I, I guess that's the same with all the financial products we've discussed. I think for me, I would choose one that had an app nowadays. Absolutely. I, I guess, um, yeah, going into a bank branch is becoming irrelevant now for many of us. I don't remember the last time yeah, I've done that. I'm with you. Sometimes you might have a question just as you're watching TV late at night and you want to quickly check a bank balance or or see, yeah, whether your super was paid last month. And, and you should be able to do that. And so, so that's mm. a, another good consideration as well. And I guess because you're so in touch with, it, you can be so in touch with your finances on your phone now, you can really keep track of how your budget's going, how your spending is going. Absolutely. And like and that. Aussies bec- are becoming really savvy to that. They're becoming more financially aware and it's almost cool. It's, it's a good thing to be across your finances and across competitive rates. In fact, if you're not, if you're paying too much, that's not very wise, is it? You should be <laughs> uh, you're doing your homework because these savings that you're making just by comparing your options and switching, this is more money in your pocket to be doing the things that you love. And that's what it's all about, living the life that you want to. Yeah. So I think a lot of people um, can use sites like Finder to compare products nowadays and it makes it really simple. Yeah. We really are a one-stop shop. So for anyone who wants access to free independent information, can head onto the website. It's a completely free service for anyone to use and they can be accessed accessing as much or as little information as they want, anything that they need to make a considered purchasing decision. And I think as consumers, we have more power now than ever and the information's all there. You don't have to walk around the bank branches anymore. It's Yeah, all and you can do it in your pyjamas from the comfort of your couch. All right. Well, Bessie, thank you so much for sharing some of your knowledge today with us and about comparing financial products. I think it's been really it's been helpful. It's a pleasure, Kate. Thank you. I really hope you enjoyed this week's episode with Bessie from finder.com.au. It's definitely given me some things to think about and I really hope it helps you to become a more educated consumer in today's world. 
Anyway, if you enjoyed the episode, please leave us a review on iTunes and catch us on Twitter at How to Money Australia. You've been listening to the How to Money podcast.